Hello and welcome to B2B Better, the podcast that exists to help companies rethink the status quo on how they win new business. Each week, I sit down with experts to understand how marketing and sales is broken in their industry and what they're doing to fix it. Here we go. Up in the northern reaches of Finland, there's a company you likely have never heard of. They're over 45 years old, have 180 staff mostly based in Europe, and are experts in manufacturing speciality roofing ventilation equipment. And they are absolutely crushing it on TikTok. Meet Vilpe, who at the time of this recording boasts almost 80,000 followers, 1.5 million likes, and videos that regularly generate hundreds of thousands of views, and is starting to yield some seriously impressive results. Like most businesses in the construction space, they've spent the last four and a half decades playing by the book when it comes to winning new business. Our company, Vilpe, is in a very traditional like business space. That's Thomas Saikinen, CEO of Vilpe. Companies in our field tend to value, let's say, personal contacts very highly. And of course, the traditional way of getting personal contacts has been through trade fairs and exhibitions. So uh, I think especially like pre-corona, that was everything that mattered i mean which exhibitions are you going to be how much are you spending like how big is your booth there how many people are you going to have and uh, still i mean even even now like post corona uh, perhaps the exhibitions aren't quite as important anymore but i would say that a lot of the ways marketing is done in construction industry is very very traditional trade magazines are important those personal relationships taking your customers out for dinner or or something that's very important making cold calls you know stuff like that and perhaps tiktok isn't on top of anyone's list so why the hell do they launch one Here's Katarina, marketing manager over at Vilpay. I think that we came to the conclusion that we have really tried social media for a long time to get it to work with Instagram, Facebook, but it didn't really take off. People didn't read it. I mean, it was like intranet. Though people that followed us, it was really people who worked it within the company. So then there's a question of well, how should we change? What should we do in order to to gain a bigger audience? And what should how, how should we uh, move forward? And at the same time, we were looking for a new recruitment. We wanted to recruit a new person to our marketing team. And then Maria. That's Maria Erikslund. We're going to hear from her later. When we had the interview with her, we were like, this is the person that we need to have. Because then we realized that, yeah, Maria could be the one who could help us to reach that goal. And despite how easy they make it look, reaching that goal hasn't always been plain sailing. Regularly publishing content on TikTok has sucked up a lot of the energy and resources for the small marketing team. And it's been made even harder with some employees of the company still skeptical on the purpose of being on a platform associated with viral dances. No one wanted to be on TikTok, like except for us three, basically, maybe someone else from the marketing department as well, and our warehouse guys. <laughs> that was the group that kind of like saw possibilities in going to TikTok. No one from the sales team, no one else from the leadership organization, but that's also kind of like the benefit sometimes in a family-owned company. That since I am the owner as well, I can say that, yes, let's let's do this as Thomas's project. Like, let's, let's try it a little bit. But the results are starting to show. Here's Thomas again. We are getting more Jap 
job applications than ever before. People randomly recognize us like, oh, Vilope, that's that's the company from TikTok. You do some sort of like roofing stuff. And I'm like, yeah, like we do. We, we do some kind of roofing stuff. And also, I mean, um, in our strategy, we have um, for 25, we have said that we want to be a sought out player on the market. We want to be a company that other companies want to cooperate with. And that is actually a true effect that we can already see. I'm I'm getting like um, calls and emails that hey, can you come and present your company here? Can you can you do like uh, TikTok training for us? Can you tell the Finnish chemical industry how to do TikTok, etc. And that is leading then to these other possibilities that hey, okay, if I actually get to uh, talk about our company a little bit then I meet more potential cooperation partners. So there is definitely a measurable positive impact. But what about sales? Thomas, Katarina and Maria told me that it's still too early to tell how TikTok is affecting revenue. You see, the typical buying cycle for a new customer is a minimum of one year. Their products, which include roof fans and exhaust ventilation pipes, aren't bought off the shelf at a supermarket, but they're marked into bigger projects by construction companies. So someone may see a TikTok today, decide they want to buy, but Vilpe won't see that revenue for at least 12 months. But that's what makes this strategy so clever. Investing in TikTok isn't about winning business today. It's about winning it tomorrow. Call it demand creation, call it brand awareness, call it top of funnel. Every video they publish is another chance of being remembered by a buyer when the time comes to buy. And it's cheaper too. Remember the trade shows that Thomas mentioned earlier? Yeah, we used to go 10 years every second year to this very big uh, trade exhibition in Frankfurt, Germany. Every single time you go there from Finland, it's minimum 50,000 euros, but more likely it's 100,000. And over that 10 year span, we actually got one good client, one good partner out of it. So, you know, imagine those costs and that is doing it the mm -hmm. traditional way in a way. What is totally mind blowing to me is how quickly Vilpe has grown. I started following them in June when they had 20,000 followers. At the most recent count, they had almost 80,000. A 300% increase in under two months. What's their secret? Here's Katarina. But it's really these people that are interesting uh, on TikTok and, and these. So we have a, first we had Eero, uh, then Kirill became really popular. Kirill is the undisputed face of the Vilpe TikTok account. With his trademarked permanently on headphones and hot takes on subjects ranging from neurodivergence, aliens, dungeons and dragons, and how humanity is going to end. His videos regularly go viral. So this is really something that, yeah, I, I, it's this kind of personal contact and getting to know these people and these interesting pe personalities that we have in our company. This is so important. Many B2B brands, especially those working in commoditized industries like manufacturing or construction, are inherently feature-based in their marketing. We sell this type of screw, here's why it's better. Why does it matter who's behind the screw? Vilpe are flipping this playbook on its head. They shine the light on their most unique asset, their people, and allow them to tell not just the company story, but their own. If you're truly open on TikTok, kind of like we, we try to be, then I mean, it, it makes your company more approachable, I would say. And if people see like, hey, Tuomas is there talking uh, about the company and talking about whatever i mean we did a video earlier earlier this week where i was talking about aliens <laughs> uh it's like so random but 
that also I think lowers the kind of like borders and uh, makes it easier for everyone else than from other companies and other associations to call me because they're a little bit like hey he seems an easy guy to talk to like I can I can call Thomas I have this new idea let's let's try it so we are definitely getting from outside of the company a lot more like uh, contact requests that hey could we cooperate with a certain project uh, could you could you like come and present uh, something about your marketing or could you come and present your products or this smart roof thing that you're now doing seems actually quite interesting I saw it on TikTok etc again those will maybe lead to sales in a year but then also internally people learning more about one another that is in my opinion like hugely important but who's the driving force behind the strategy meet Maria uh, my name is Maria Erikslund and I'm marketing designer at Vilpe. Maria's been working at Vilpe for about a year and three months and largely looks after their social media, but her real passion is TikTok. Speaking to Maria, she's the first to admit that when it comes to strategy, they haven't got quite everything figured out yet. Sure, there are some indicative signals on what works and what doesn't, but largely they're still very much in the experimental phase of their TikTok journey. Nevertheless, I had to ask her, what have you learned so far? She shared with me three key insights. Here's number one. The volume is important. So sometimes we have to think, like we also measure how long we put into making the contents. And of course, if you have a really successful video, it's okay if it has taken like a couple of days to make, but you can't do that all the time. And it usually, it's not like, it, it doesn't always correlate. Like sometimes the video that took like 15 minutes from idea to publish, that does really well, and then sometimes not. The lesson here is to not get too hung up on trying to calculate and plan every single second of content that you're going to create and post out across your TikTok account. Videos filmed on the fly in everyday situations stand just as much chance as blowing up as the ones that you spend weeks preparing for. Here's insight number two. We did a video where uh, Thomas was talking with Kirill. Remember, Kirill is the face of the Vilpay channel. Every video that he's in gets hundreds of thousands of views. So he said, uh, yeah, we're a ventilation and roofing company and all people want to see is you, Kirill. And then Kirill said, uh, well, I could talk about ventilation. And then Tuomas said, well, uh, I think people wouldn't like that. We would seem kind of dumb. It would be like selling out. And I mean, it was all natural, that conversation. But I said, yeah, this, or uh, it was I know who filmed it. We said, this is a good video because people will probably start suggesting what we should do. And they did, they said in the comments, they said like, talk about ventilation. We want to hear you talk about ventilation. And I'm still like, yeah, do you, do you? But uh, it gives us permission to talk about ventilation. When Maria told me this, I was absolutely blown away. It's such a smart move. They're taking the face of their TikTok channel, the person who brings in the majority of the views, Kirill, and they're asking him to talk about their product, roofing, ventilation equipment. I'm looking at the video now, and it's got 322,000 views compared to 17,000 before it, 98,000 after it. This is just a great example of seeding your product through your people. And this revelation isn't confined to TikTok. It's starting to have a real tangible impact on other areas of the business as well. Here's Thomas. What what does make our company like special and what might be interesting about our company. And uh, we just, 
I mean, I'm sure we could be a company that presents just our products there. But actually, when we presented our products, our people, our factory, the most interesting was the people. So we learned something from that. And now we're actually, when we are doing our brand manual again, we're going to put a huge emphasis on that. Like even if we do a technical brochure, it should include some people that you can see. So actually, like maybe the people we have here is what makes us a little bit different from other companies. And maybe the people we have here is our competitive edge. Here's insight number three. I think it's a social media. It's not an anti-social media. So it's really, really important to listen to the people watching and, and listen to the to the analytics that you get. And I think that a lot of times people just like, they have a view, they think, or they think, okay, this will probably work. And then they're just going in that direction for too long. I think you need to be ready to adapt and uh, and change the course and yeah and and do like in the beginning uh, somebody said how will we be able to come up with like seven content pieces like seven videos a week or six videos a week and i said yeah of course in the beginning it's a bit hard but then it won't be a problem because People will ask artists for stuff and people will suggest stuff. And and when one video do really well, we do more of those. So we expand on that. So like now we we have we don't have time to make all the content we, we have on our lists to make. So I say, yeah, really listen. Listen to people and the data. This is a really interesting point of distinction to take note of here. Maria says that you need to listen to the data and the people. One is quantitative. The other is qualitative. As marketers under pressure to perform, it can be easy to fall too far into that first camp. We feel the need to justify everything in numbers. How much has our traffic increased? What percentage of marketing source pipeline is translating into deals? But really, that's only half the picture. Particularly in the early days, before you've developed enough scale to really take confidence in what the data is telling you, analyzing the qualitative comments and direct feedback from your community as labor as intensive as it can be, is often the key to understanding what's really going to resonate with your customers. So here are the three points again. Find a balance between proactive and reactive content. Use your people to tell the story of your product and take the time to listen to both what the data and your audience is telling you. If you take away anything from this episode, it should be an understanding that it doesn't matter what you sell or how you've traditionally sold it. Your buyers, new recruits, partners, investors spending time in places that you may not expect and it's worth putting in the work to find out as we wrap up this episode i want to share with you a short clip from thomas the ceo that sums up what he thinks is the secret source behind vilpay's tiktok success i've always known that we have some strange people here working for us with strange strange stories but strange in such a good way i mean uh, i have some friends who work in startup companies and you know everyone's 30 20 uh, like 90% are guys and everything and it's it's such a homogeneous group here you know we have people that are 70 we have people that are 18 we have people who've emigrated to Finland we have Finnish people we have Swedish speaking Finns we have so many different people and they all have stories and it was just so gratifying notice noticing that actually like People on TikTok like the face that we put on our products. 
So for us, we we struggled for a long time. Like, what are we doing here? And even during that like 13 month period when we were like doing it, that okay, like, is it is it these product videos? Is it these people videos? And like, what is the common denominator? Now I think we have a better understanding. The common denominator is it's the workplace, it's the work culture, it's the community that we have here working in this company. And just super privileged that people actually want to see it. But I think in the end, that is also the competitive edge of the company, the people we have. And that's it for this episode of B2B Better. If you want to learn more about how to win new business through modern day marketing, why not sign up for my newsletter, The B2B Byte? John Bon Jovi calls it the best marketing newsletter he's ever read. It would also mean a lot if you could leave a review for this podcast, hit subscribe or share it with a friend. Bonus points for all three. And why not follow me on Twitter at Jason R. Bradwell. All my best stuff is on Twitter. See you next time.